Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. Oh, no, it's not. It's The Gavel and the Gavel. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. I'm Harry, and I'm joined by my friend, colleague, co-auctioneer. I'm not talking to you. Simon. I'm not talking to you. You did the one chip challenge on me. You did the it, one chip. Simon- no, stop it. You did the one chip <laughs> challenge on me. You nearly killed me. I'm not talking to you. So, okay. you know, good luck. Good luck with the podcast. <laughs> it goes very well for you, Harry. I'm still nursing third degree burns and other issues which are not broadcastable in a podcast because of you and your smart ass idea with a one chip, whatever it was. So, Good luck. Yeah, Simon, I am sorry. No, you're not. In a, in a future episode, uh, or a past episode, because I don't know when it will come out. I'm not talking to my sister either, by the way. <laughs> so I mentioned some time ago that Simon would be taking part in the One Chip Challenge. He'd studiously avoided doing it. And now um, it's going to be mentioned in every podcast because he nearly had some sort of episode for us. Episode? Episode? I nearly died. I nearly died in my own auction house. So that's how our week's been. However, we have a guest. Thank goodness, because I'm not talking to you. (laughs) I could tell. We have a very special guest uh, on the uh, podcast this week. We suspect Simon and I have met our match. We're not going to get a word in edgeways. We're going to hear all about the new company that has been set up by Isabel Murto. Isabel Murto and co. She's working with her sister. It's fantastic stuff. Hi, Isabel. Izzy, how are you? Hi, Harry. I'm really well. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, We are so grateful because we know literally your website only went live, what, 48 hours ago. So the fact you're spending a bit of time with us now is... We're flattered. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Izzy, it's great to have you here. And so why don't we kick off, if it's all right with you, tell us a little bit about Isabel Murto and Co. So it's a company that myself and my sister have recently uh, set up and we're going into the world of antique consultancy, valuations, um, freelance auctioneer. So we're providing our services to auction houses around the country and also solicitors or people in their homes who are looking for valuations. We're here to help provide a good, honest service for everyone in need. Fantastic. That sounds absolutely... And you are a fellow of the Gemologist Association of Great Britain, is that right? Nearly, yes. Nearly. (laughs) (laughs) How close was I not? Gemological (laughs) Association, yes. Gemological. Oh dear. So, and tell us about that. So that's, uh, when, when did you study this? How long did you study for? What does that, because obviously we're not clever enough to do that. So I've been working with jewellery for about 20 years. That was sort of the first in to the valuation career and did the preliminary course way back when, sort of 14, maybe 18 years ago, I've lost count. And so working with jewellery, valuing, cataloguing it for years, I uh, went and had children, came back and I thought, I really want to do this, really want to complete the course, get my FGA and be qualified. So I did that last year. A lot of hard work. It's 
when I first thought about doing the gemstone course, I think, oh, I'm just going to have a look at some coloured stones and say, yeah, emeralds are green, rubies are red. There's so much physics and chemistry. That's Simon's knowledge covered there. Uh, uh, to, to be fair, you've that's nailed it, you've that. Just, brilliant. That's good because I'm taking notes. That's what I've got so far. Right. Emeralds are what? What are the blue what? ones, Simon? The blue ones, uh, they're generally... Don't, don't embarrass yourself. They're minty. <laughs> the minty blue. They taste like mint. Yeah, that's that's what that's how much. I, uh, clearly, it's obvious that I am going to be one of your first customers, right? <laughs> because I've, we've already established that we need you. Okay, so that's great. <laughs> and so, tell us a bit more. What what, what else? Because uh, I'm taking notes. So, tell us as much as you can about gemstones. Yeah, well, it's an absolute minefield. Excuse the pun. But uh, there's a lot of chemistry, physics involved um, right down to the nuclear core of gemstones. So it's a whole world of science. And I find it fascinating. Always love science at school. So it's just an extension of that. I have one sort of side question. You went and did this additional course with all the additional studying and all the rest of it, having just got little children, right? Yeah. So, and were holding down a proper day job at the same time. Yeah, so holding down the... Okay, so this interview's over. I'm feeling like an underachiever. How about you, Simon? Uh, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Just qualifying. Too kind, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... no. Okay, excellent. Well, well, I mean, you know, that wasn't a patronising comment. I just couldn't do it myself. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard work. And when I got the email to say that I'd passed, um, I was just blown away. I was really, really proud. Oh, it's fantastic. So, it, it, amazing. It's such a massive subject, isn't it, Izzy? Uh, how long did it take you? How long was this course, to, you know, to, how long did you study? So it, it's done in two stages, the foundation course um, and the diploma course. They're both nine months. So it's not long right. to, to okay. you know, get all this information brain. So a lot of hard work. And so now you get to look at Harry's and my catalogues and go, <laughs> they've catalogued that as what? No, let's, let's, not, let's not encourage that. that. Oh, that's how I'm not, here to why, help. why have you brought that up? <laughs> here to spread the knowledge <sighs> and to help where I can. And take the mickey out of us too, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be the way forward. But I think I think where you're coming from with Myrtle and Co. is 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 a fantastic service to our auction houses because the reality is, you know, as auctioneers, we're expected to, you know, as you know, one minute value a boat, next minute value a diamond ring, next minute value a, a, an, an antique comic, um, and then somebody brings in a whole rake of Star Wars plastic toy. I mean, you just can't know. So to have an expert on hand, and I I'm guessing, and I'm not putting words into your mouth here, is he? But that's kind of where you're coming from here, providing that specialist experience to people like us. Exactly. There's so many auction houses, um, new ones being created, you know, people taking the the dive into the world of auctions. As you say, we're all general valuers, but we have our specialisms as well. Um, And to find people up and down the country, there's not many of us around based in the auction world so you know to spread that and to help out everyone I think we're all Harry said it on the phone the other day we are a big team we are a big auction family you know we're here to Mm. help and we want we want to spread our knowledge and help each other where we can Uh, and that's where the gavel and the gavel podcast comes from and it's funny that other auctioneers initially said they didn't want to come on here because we were auctioneers and had auction houses but that's not what we're about we're about spreading the love and saying use auction houses 
everybody's you know working yeah, there's a bit of competition in, in your local area but generally speaking it's everybody's trying to get the, the the word out that we're the we're the way forward for valuations selling items and all that sort Definitely. of stuff and also let letting letting the industry know that there are people like izzy about who can support them in so many different ways with your specialist expertise i think that is fantastic uh, but hang on one second there isn't just izzy Izzy has a sister who's mm-hmm. in this business as well. So I am going to mention her because she, her sister and I come from the same background. Oh, really? So I was in the property industry and uh, owned, um, was a, a partner in a chain of estate agents. And she, that's her background, isn't it? She started off. Yeah, you're right. Totally right. In the estate agency world, um, sales negotiation, all of that. And then more recently, in recent years, property auctions. So we both have that auction background uh, but from just different levels. Yeah, so so the mashing of the two two skill sets together is really really interesting. Yeah. That's what that's when I was reading the the new super duper website, which I I tell anybody should go and check Thank out. Mm, it's fantastic. It is the yeah. business, well, and it yeah. looks really good. Hats off, to very classy. Yeah, Erica created all of that. She is. Did she? Yeah, from she did the logo, the website design, the whole content is down to Erica, um, and she's an amazing business partner. Um, so she's come from a corporate background and I've always worked for family run businesses. So to merge the two together, we have a family business, but with corporate elements and procedures, ethics, we, you know, we're really transparent in what we do and we're keen to get that across to people. Can you give us the quick sort of uh, helicopter view sales pitch for the magnificent new business, Izzy? Wow. Okay. Where should we start? So Isabel Murter and Co. We are a so we're a family-run business, friendly, knowledgeable, but here to provide the most honest information and advice that we can give. We're independent. We're going to advise you of the best way to sell your items, who to use, etc. Fantastic. And uh, but you've and as Harry said, you've been an you're an auctioneer yourself, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. First to took to the rostrum about twelve years ago. Um, loved it ever since. Really nervous to begin with. I've never been a public speaker, never liked standing up in front of people. But there's something different about getting on the rostrum and wielding a Sorry. gavel. <laughs> Sorry, you don't want to get up in front of people. So the way you cured that was you jumped up on a stage with a gavel and went, I'll be an auctioneer. Why not? <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, that's the way forward. Oh, it's true. I, I, I have to say, I sat in a little room for about an hour. Simon will tell you for our first auction going, not sure this is the right choice. And I've got, sadly, um, an ego the size of a bus. So so I I thought I was going to be fine, but I was nervous as heck. We still get nervous to this day. It's a great experience, though. I think it's a bit of a power trip as well, being up there in control of everyone and everything, isn't it? Hey, don't tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, hang on, is it? Don't let the real secrets out. And you are an auctioneer for hire as well. We should mention that as well. So if 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 uh, if you need a stand-in auctioneer, or you know, if uh, if Harry or I keel over after a one-chip challenge, Harry, I'm keen to hear about this. Twit, you're not. (laughs) No, I I shouldn't. I I will explain it. I will explain it in a second. Um, So, um, have you got a regular? Because am I right in saying? 
um, that you were with Hanson's for a bit. Is that right? Yeah, nearly 11 years because with Hanson's. 11 years, because that's where you're based. Because I know you've got a national business, but you are based in, in the Derbyshire yeah, area. Is, is yeah, that right? we're in Derby. Um, so, yeah, so been there, well, with Nair nearly 11 years. Um, I just decided that it was about time that I went off and did my own thing. Um, but certainly still work in conjunction and there are other auction houses locally. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I get that. I wasn't in no way was that. I don't want to pick a fight with Mr. Hanson. <laughs> I haven't got the energy for that. I mean, Cyril already hates me, so I can't be, can't be dealing with that twice. I already said one thing in one podcast. He won't come on. <laughs> and he's my hero. Is he? He's my hero. If you can fix that, yeah. No, I was really trying to lead you towards where you are, where your uh, base of operations is. Um, not, where, not with the fact that um, I'm in envy of Charles Hanson and everything he does. <laughs> um, it's bad, isn't it? Being a fanboy, it's pretty sad and tragic. So, one of the things I, I we wanted to talk to you about is that several years ago, when Simon and I, one of the TV shows, were filming um, at Antiques Road Trip or something at one of our auction houses. I think it was Catherine Southern, wasn't it, uh, yeah. Simon, who was talking yeah. about women in uh, auctioneering and the fact that there is uh, there are not enough ladies, women doing it. And we work with both our wives. Love that. So four, you, four, four. Both yeah, our wives. so better. Right. Thank you, Simon, for rescuing <laughs> that. Um, and I know you work with your sister, so it's a, we're very similar firms. It's all family oriented. So it's two families who own two auction houses all together. So it's quite interesting. It's a very interesting mix. Um, but she was saying about at that time how, how trying to encourage the, the women who work with us and the ladies who work with us to get involved. And none of them wanted to jump on the rostrum and, and all the rest of it. Talk to me about, because I know this is one of your big things. Yeah, absolutely. Impa the empowerment of women in the industry. And I know Simon and I joke about lots of stuff, but we've, we're real passionate about this. And we want to know what we can do as firms and what generally the industry can do to push it yeah. forward. So now's your chance. Tell us the roadmap to fix this situation. Well, I think it, antiques have always been perceived as a middle to upper class gentleman's uh, collector's area. Um, so we're keen to get the females at the forefront of it. I think with the television shows as well, these days, there are more females being portrayed in the antiques world, which is great. Um, but they need to get, like you say, get up on the rostrum, get get your face in front of the, the viewers and the customers, um, because there are a lot of women behind the scenes doing all the hard work. So let's take some of that uh, glory as well. Hundred percent. I, I agree. Yeah. I just don't know how to get people. I don't know what. I don't know what we need to do. Should there be more training courses that are female friendly, that sort of thing, that are less because it is a bit. The traditionally the business has been a bit blokey, yeah. isn't it? And as you said, you were nervous to get on the rostrum the first time. Somehow you've got to get round that. I don't know what the answer is, but we've all got to work harder at getting it fixed yeah. so that more. I think social media is great uh, these days. You know, people are posting what they do. They're getting up there on the rostrum. They're getting out there in the workplace, in the field, in people's homes. And I think if the more that people can see on social media what they're doing, it does make you think, oh, I could do that, actually. Um, so that's another. Oh, by the way, uh, on the subject of social media, she's absolutely right. But do follow Izzy on um, Instagram. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> 
how did you find your first experiences of getting up on the rostrum? I, yeah, we've all agreed it's nerve wracking. Um, but how did you find uh, the trade and the buyers? Took, did, did you find it easy to win them over? Was it a challenge? I think where I worked at the time, it was a small auction house and knew everybody really well. And everyone is just in full support. So yeah, you, you're a bit nervous, a bit wary of the trade who've been doing it for years. Um, but no, everyone was super friendly and, and just, uh, you know, raving for you. So that was nearly 12 years ago. And what about yourself, Izzy? Do you uh, do you buy at auction? Are you a collector? Uh, you know, do you buy and sell? What about that side of things? I buy what I like from auction to furnish the home or if there's some nice pieces of jewellery. Uh, but I've never been a collector of a particular area. And I think people assume that you're an auctioneer, you're a valuer, therefore you must be a collector. But I don't know, I'm not. But I just buy what I like. Um, but love having a look at all the auction catalogues online and, and going around the fairs, just see what's about, really. Have you got a best auction find along the way? There have been so many, but there's one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, a couple of years ago, a lady phoned up to say she was going to bring some suffragette items along to one of the valuation days. Okay, great. We've seen, a, you know, see suffragette items going through the sales. Um, but what she bought me was a huge collection from postcards uh, to um, badges, pin badges to the sashes um, from three sisters who were all suffragettes and they were her great, great aunts. Um, but it was this amazing collection, handwritten letters, um, arranging secret meetings, everything you could want from a collection. It was there. Oh, it wow. was amazing. So had to do a bit of homework. Obviously, couldn't give a valuation on the spot. Um, so, you know, we're thinking, yeah, a couple of thousand maybe. And got there on the rostrum and the phone lines were all there. The Internet bidders were there. And, and you were I on was the on the rostrum selling it. Brilliant. And yeah. uh, we got up to £16,000 for this suffragette collection. I start crying because wow. apparently that's what I do when I get on the rostrum. <laughs> <laughs> I get a bit emotional, particularly with, um, you know, the suffragettes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I think showing you're emotionally invested is, pr is pretty cool. Yeah, so there are a few tears. Um it was brilliant and obviously the vendors were delighted, but it went to a museum, which is the most important thing. Fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's fun. And stories like that just warm your heart, don't they? Because they're, you know, we now know that they will be protected, looked after, researched, and you know, the world will see them forevermore. And it's that's just a great a great rescue yeah. service we provide. Absolutely. As well as the commission. <laughs> But then on the other uh, end of the spectrum, I sold a piece of toast. A, a piece what, of toast. A Hello? <laughs> at a proper auction, not a, not a no, charity auction. a proper auction, auction. A piece of toast. From Charles and Diana's wedding breakfast. It was... It, it was literally a what? triangle. Come on, Izzy, yes. you strike me as a nice person. <laughs> You're setting yourself up for a whole heap of trouble here. So that went off to America. Hang on, I'm just, just, I'm just putting the toaster on. Give me a second. <laughs> how much did you get for said slice of toast? Pounds. Sorry, and how did they get prove? The... What was the... What? what? There was Sorry. some provenance of the family member worked for the palace and they acquired it legitimately. <laughs> 
on the day. Hang on a minute. Hang on a is second. He? Is he? Is what he? is going on? Well, I, I, the location of our auction house is Windsor Auctions. We may or may not, it, we can't comment, work for various institutions in that town. I'm pretty sure that there's no toast that can be... Uh, that's Should outrageous. we move on? Quite... <laughs> no, no. Hang on. Before we no, move no. on, before we no, move no. on, Izzy. No, no, no. Before we move on, Izzy, I'm going to protect you here, Harry. Yes. Where's our slice of toast from the castle? What have you been doing? I don't what know what's going on. The last 15 years. Apparently, we can sell toast now. Apparently, Get on it. Don't take it the wrong way. Apparently, Izzy and Darby can rustle up some Charles and Diana or whatever it is. <laughs> but toast. you, I can't get any, and I'm five feet away from the place. <laughs> Let's talk, uh, Izzy, about. I mean. You know, let's be honest, you are a star of TV and radio and, you know, the internet and all the rest of it. I mean, I'm only asking these questions, as I do with people like your good self, because no one will have me. (laughs) That is true. true. It is true. Three failed interviews. Three, one pilot for our own show. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. What, What did you lose out to, Simon? Uh, Careful how you describe this. Uh, just, just the po- name of the show will do. Poverty porn. No, it was Benefit Street or us. There you go. Something. <laughs> and like it was that. they chose. Ben- they chose they Benefit chose Street. Benefit Street over cider. They chose. Night. They chose people with a stolen trolley full of cheap cider over me. Is he? This is what we're saying. So tell us your secret because you're ev- you, you know you're on everything. I don't, I don't want to talk about. No, it's good fun though. It's good fun. And, I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just uh, it makes change to get out of the office, meet new people, uh, and have a laugh. But you've done quite a few, haven't you? You've done Bargain Hunt, Flog It, uh, the Great Auction Showdown. He says, looking at his notes. Yes. So last year, um, I was with Paul Martin, traveling yes. around Derbyshire, um, trying to find some bits to buy from the antique shops. It's a bit of a mashup between Antiques Road Trip, Flog It and Storage Wars, I think. So yeah. we go, went round uh, to some Did you see shop. how Izzy was pretending she didn't know what storage was? That was then, <laughs> Simon. A bit beneath her. No. Not very BBC. <laughs> so we went round some antique shops and, uh, like, uh, you know, you have a budget, you've got to find something to buy to then sell on for a profit. That's really tough. Really it's tough. Wrong, it's the wrong way round, right? It's oh. always the wrong way round. It's the wrong way round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had open valuation days. People bought items in. We valued them, put them up for sale. And uh, then basically it's who makes the biggest profit wins. But it was good fun doing it. So that's airing sometime early this year. And they're starting to film the second series now. So I've been asked back in spring to do another one. So that's Oh, fun. congrats. Nice. Thank that's you. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, we look forward to that. We look forward to that. Any good stories from any of those shows for us? Well, if we're talking about radio and TV, good stories on the radio. Um, I always put my foot in it by just saying the wrong thing. Uh, we had a outfit. It was Queen Victoria's well, one of her morning outfits, went around to this lady's house. She had some textiles costume in a trunk. uh, And she said, I think this is Queen Victoria's. And you hold it up and you see how small it is and how wide it is. Uh, Yeah. And then uh, obviously it had the royal cipher on it, et cetera. And there was some provenance from a family member, again, working 
a long time ago in the palace or what Are you have sure you. Sure, you're not based down by us. This is outrageous. <laughs> Carry on. Not sorry. Sure. Have you just been burgling castles? Is that what's yeah, going on? I tell you what. <laughs> So then the local radio station came in to do uh, an interview about it, have a chat, and I royally put my foot in it. So the, the girl was asking, so what do the uh, ciphers mean? Obviously, VR uh, for, get it right, Victoria Regina. I, on live radio, say VR, Vagina Royale. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, McDonald's are missing a trick, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, can I just qualify? She did say she'd been asked back for series two of this other show, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Uh, just uh, is he? Are you absolutely certain they emailed you that? Did you read that email correctly? <laughs> well, luckily that's not live, and you can call this out. <laughs> <laughs> and that went live out on the radio, right? Oh, oh yeah. brilliant! Oh, that's absolutely. All fantastic. friends and colleagues listening, just like. Great job is. <laughs> oh dear. You've got to have a laugh though, haven't you? Otherwise, like, haven't you just? Haven't you? Well, but not absolutely. necessarily on live radio. Podcast safer. We can edit it out. Yeah. Give everyone in. a laugh back home. So. <laughs> so going back to the gemologist, going back to that, tell us about some of the the you know the best jewelry that you've come across and some of the sort of holy grails. Um, of the jewellery world that, quite frankly, we should be looking out for or indeed learning about? Yeah, so obviously diamonds are a girl's best friend and we had a humongous one uh, with the really good colour and the best clarity you could get. Um, so we're all ogling over that. Um, that made £100,000 um, a few years ago for that one wow. for basically a bit of carbon um but a bit of coal a bit of coal it's just clear coal <laughs> a bit of crushed coal yeah um but my love is morning jewelry georgian right. victorian sentimental memorial morning jewelry so we had a wonderful collection um again a few years ago just before lockdown come came in from an avid collector and we had um 18th century rings you know, inscribed with the love of their life on it. Um, what I love is the the morning rings or the memento mori that have the skeletons um, going around them in the enamel. We weirdly just sold one. Yeah, yeah, I love we really, those. Weirdly just sold one a couple of couple of was it a couple of weeks or a couple of months mm -hmm. ago? Was it? Yeah, yeah, so collectible as well. Um, but then just you know, so much jewelry to talk about. Coloured gemstones. Um, are really fashionable at the moment. Emeralds always sell well. Opals have always been a bit, oh, are they unlucky? But no, they're mm. amazing. And uh, their qualities shine through because they're really doing well at auction at the moment. Fantastic. Yeah. Fa so come on then, help me out. How do I tell the difference between a ruby and a garnet? Oh, okay. So you need a bit of equipment to do that. Yeah. I knew you were going to say with, that. With the naked eye, garnets are a bit, well, you get different garnets, you see. Yeah. You don't just get your, Izzy, your red you notice that Simon's a big fan of the very quick fix? <laughs> <laughs> it's red. Is it a ruby? Is it a garnet? Yeah. That, what, Izzy, yeah. why can't he just do that for him? That's what he's after. <laughs> That's what I'm after. Yeah. <laughs> is it definitely an emerald? That's what... Um... 18 months of training and hard work, Simon. That's what we're yeah, talking I about. Want, Plus nearly I... 20 years of handling. 
Let us not forget that. I'm glad right. you popped that in there, is he? Thanks. What I what I want is is if you tap it on your tooth and it rings, something like that. That's where yeah. I'm going with this. I, I don't mean to dumb down your profession in any way, shape, or form, but that's what I'm looking for here: rubies and garnets. Garnets tend to be darker. Rubies. Oh, they don't. Oh, it's a minefield. Got to look into the inclusion. Don't fall for it, Izzy. Don't let him off the hook. I thought, and do you know what? I was hoping you were going to say, do you know what you do? You ring me for some consultative advice. There we go. I'll use that one next time. (laughs) (laughs) And have you got any sort of tips for people who want to start out buying and selling, you know, jewellery, gemstones, Where's a good place to start? What's a good thing that you're not going to get your fingers burnt, but, you know, there's a there's maybe a markup or an area of jewellery to, to look at? What, what, what are your thoughts? There are so many affordable uh, types of jewellery out there. Your vintage costume jewellery. If you're just starting out, I would, you know, probably advise starting there. Your named brands, you can get Dior, Christian Dior, Chanel, or the 1950s costume jewellery. Really affordable, um, but really collectible and saleable if you're going online with it. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And your personal... That is a good tip. And your personal favourites? Obviously diamonds, right? Yeah, obviously like diamonds, but I love rubies uh, and emeralds, um, sapphires. I like the classic gemstones, really, um, especially from the deco era. Real... Art Deco jewellery lover. That stuff really stands out, doesn't it, in a sale as well? It's a good hobby to have taken up, isn't it? Expensive diamond jewellery and, and, and all that Art Deco jewellery. That's it's great, isn't collection. it? You're just able to handle it all, but then move it on. And you just keep seeing so much more on a daily basis, but you don't have to invest in it yourself. And so much better than, I don't know, a triple wardrobe. Yes which is going to make next to nothing and take four of us to move and deliver and or when you've got a beautiful little... <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy that I can get all of these lots into the palm of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> my stock is in a suitcase. I don't need to carry anything else. What's your worst purchase? We always like to ask this question on the podcast because we've all had we've all had that one that's come back and bitten us. We've all had the, you know, where you thought you're on a winner and you, you thought it was a Rolex. And then when you uh, opened it up and found the Mickey Mouse workings, you realise you've bought a pup. What about what about any of those? For yeah, us? I think just in the early days, not from not having handled enough um thinking something was gold just because it had a hallmark on it. Uh, but now having handled more, you can tell the, the, the fake gold with the fake hallmark. So definitely got my fingers burnt buying gold that wasn't actually gold. That's a fantastic tip for people because everybody thinks it's it's completely genuine and as soon as they see a hallmark, they're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we, we see on a weekly basis brass rings with hallmarks. Yes. Um, and, you know, they just... They just get everybody, so... We do get good at breaking bad news, don't we? You have to, yes. In the valuation market, yes. Yeah, yeah. we're very uh, diplomatic and uh, have our uh, core sentences to, to break the news. <laughs> put, put a positive spin on it. And you, as, as Harry's mentioned before, you work with your sister, right? Yes, I do. So, that must get tense at times. 
Harry and I, not even related, want to kill each other most of the time. That's why we have, you realise we have two auction houses, one in Windsor, one in Devon. Good <laughs> yeah. distance There's apart. That's how we, do you see what I mean? Yeah. No, my sister and I have got a brilliant relationship. She, oh, come on. Honestly, we're best mates. We had, yeah, I'm, get, we had, I'm getting your sister on the pod. Let's get it. Let's find out what's actually let's going find on. The Where's Erica? Call Erica. <laughs> we had our feuds back in our teenage years, but... We live next door to each other. Our kids what? are growing up together. We, it's You it's live brilliant. next door to each other as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Two peas oh in a Oh, my pot. goodness. And now you're in business together. Yeah, but we complement each other really well. So, obviously, I'm using um, my knowledge and experience as a, you know, to go out there and, and win business and to do all the probate valuations, do the auctioneering. Erica's our business manager. She does all social media, the website, as I said. So she's sort of, you know, the brains at the back office, and I'll go out and uh, and do some work and get the uh, get the money in. It's such a lovely way of setting the business up, isn't it? And also, if you have a bad day, because we're never not, we're none of us are going to pretend that this business is always easy. And there'll be that day that you're holding that £100,000 diamond or emeralds or what it is. And they go, oh, and by the way, I'm going to use this person to sell it. But thanks very much for your input. And you just look at them and go, I've given you my heart and soul about this. And I'm you've taken uh, that's horrible. You've got your sister to back you up. Yeah. When you absolutely. come when you come back to the office, you can just go, do you know what? That was rotten. I hate every minute of that. Yeah, and I find that's when you're working with family and friends. That's the added bonus is the fact that you can just have that download, which you can't often in another in a business environment. That gives you that opportunity to say, "Thank, please, God, it's horrible." Yeah, I know. And she gives the best advice. She's like an agony aunt to everyone. Uh, well, she we'll see when she comes on the pod in about six <laughs> yeah. months' time. Yeah. We'll see what's we'll see what's really happening. I wonder you'd if be, she says the same thing. Mm. You'd be swanning around the country filming TV shows, and she's been holding the floor. I'm pretty <laughs> confident she might have a completely different spin on the yeah, whole probably. thing. <laughs> no, couldn't do it without her. She's amazing. Keep saying that. <laughs> we'll make that your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Myrto and Co. I'm just, I'm interested that. Is there, I mean, this is a daft question, possibly. Is there another company out there that does what you guys are doing at the moment? Because if there is, I don't know of them, you know, because, you know, I'm looking at this, uh, you know, public valuation days, specialist jewellery valuations, cataloguing of lots, curating sales, condition reports, management of large vendor, auctioneering as well. I mean, it is the complete package. I don't, I've not come across another company uh, is he that that is doing this in any way, shape, or form? Is not that I know of. No, do you know Harry? I I've not. I don't know of any other firm, which is why I was so interested to yeah. talk to Izzy on the pod, because I think it's something the industry needs. Because there are provincial auction houses, we don't have the massive resources of some of the bigger firms who can benefit from this wealth of experience that Izzy and her sister and the team have got. And, you know, it, it, that's why I find it so fascinating. Hence the reason I got caught up in the countdown to the launch of the website and <laughs> was waiting to find out what was what. I'm, I'm glad big, we reeled you in there. I'm a big child. It's a ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, I don't know of any other, Simon. And I think I find I find this particularly good. Um, Izzy, I am going to tell you about the one chip challenge quickly before, because we're coming to the end of the pod. Um, Simon, you you probably know about this. Last year, there was a... You could buy this incredibly hot tortilla chip on the internet that okay. was absolutely horrifically painful to eat. 
and we mentioned it on an early episode of the pod last year. And the people of Devon, who Simon um, sometimes picks on, considering he lives amongst them, um, have brought this up and have been messaging me privately through our Instagram accounts saying, well, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Yesterday it happened and we filmed it. And Simon, it was horrific. It sounds horrific. It was probably horrific. Is it? Genuinely. Right. It was the most awful thing I've ever watched ever. This is right. This, you know, bless him. Harry came up with the idea of this podcast. I've got to give him his credit. It was Harry's idea and said, come on, why don't we? And I said, yeah, yeah, go along with it. At no point did he mention that he was going to use it as a vehicle to literally torture me and then put it out on social media. I was in agony. <laughs> if anybody asked you to do it, Izzy, no, Definitely never. Not. She's ever. a grown up. She's not going to do it. Did you just nibble the edge or was it? I, I, I ate half of it, at which point my entire face caught fire. <laughs> I was begging like a toddler for milk. <laughs> it was... Three, three pints in five minutes. Three pints in five minutes. The only way I could relieve the pain in my mouth was literally to soak my mouth in milk. And then as soon as I swallowed it and breathed, I was, I was like a dragon and set fire to myself all over it. You know when one of your children has one of those really disgusting colds where everything comes out? Oh, yeah. Me? Yeah, that was me. That was me. And I'm not supposed to be a toddler anymore. It was not good. Did you not know what you were letting yourself in for? No, 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 but no, they didn't tell me. Right. Is oh he? He has no social references whatsoever. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on in the real world at all. This is he why I moved no to reference, Devon. No reference at all. I we have to, to send Devon. him notes on everything. It's a joke. Love it. Um, can we, Simon, let's get back to um, our guest's uh, business because yeah. we're just going to wrap this up. It's not all about you, Harry. It's not about me. <laughs> so, Izzy, you're an auctioneer for hire. You value all sorts of things. We've banged on about jewellery because we're fascinated by it, but it's all antiques, all jewellery. You'll talk to everybody about that. You're based in Derby, but you are nationwide. You're a TV sensation. We'll see. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Just yeah. say it. Just agree. Yeah, yeah. Just agree. <laughs> just agree. It's true. You're a TV sensation. You're soon to knock all those other lot. They're gone. They'll all be gone soon. You'll be in charge. Um, what have we missed? Oh, charity auctions. You do charity auctions as yes. well, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're out there to help support uh, various charities yeah. in your area and out and about. Um, what have I missed? I think you've covered all bases. I think what it is, is um, like you say, provincial auction houses, they might not have the need or the funds to employ somebody full time. They just need somebody to come in uh, for, for a few days to help catalogue or they have an offsite sale that they want somebody to run and manage. We are the people to call. Brilliant. Izzy, that is brilliant. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much in launch week, so to speak. I know you, whatever, but it is launch week um, for uh, spending, you know, half an hour, an hour with us. We are hugely, hugely grateful. Um, thank you very much. Say goodbye, Simon. Bye, Izzy. It's lovely to meet you and all the best with what looks like a magnificent company going forward. Don't know why you haven't been around forever. Um, I think everything you're doing makes perfect sense. And I've no doubt little Lime Bay auctions down here in Devon will be calling on you. So thank you very call. much and lovely to meet you. All lovely the best. to chat with you both. Thanks so much for having me. Well, that was fun. That was fantastic. Do you know what I think? I think I'm out of a job. I know that much. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, I think Izzy, very talented, 
fantastic business that they've set up and highly unlikely to do the one chip challenge on her lovely sister. That's what I've taken from today. Do you know what? Actually, that might be the thank you gift because I've been trying to think of thank you gifts to send people. Maybe that's what we'll send out from what, the you. One chip? The one chip. Are you mad? I was thinking maybe a couple of gavel and gavel mugs, but now you talk about that chip challenge. You're still talking about it. We've just had a fantastic interview. Yeah. Um, is he fantastic? Absolutely fantastic. And I have to say, uh, you know, uh, we love our auction houses. Absolutely love our auction houses. But Izzy is absolutely spot on. We don't always have infinite resources. We don't always have infinite expertise and we never know what we're going to face. So from my perspective, I don't know about you, Harry, but to hear that Murto and co are there with that wealth of expertise. Yeah. You know, God forbid one of us became ill and we needed a stand-in auctioneer. Maybe we win a huge consignment of XYZ and need some extra help. I think as a business proposition, absolutely fantastic. I've never heard of it before. And it's not often you can say that about mm. a new business proposition. I've never heard of that before. And I tell you what, I think it's timely in the in, where we are in the world at the moment. We can't just throw infinite money at employees and resources. So I think they've got that spot on and all power to them. I hope I hope they uh, enjoy immense success because it sounds absolutely fantastic. I, mate, I agree. And um, if you agree, dear listener, to the interview you've just heard with Izzy Murto, uh, we will try and get her sister on in six months because I'm very keen <laughs> to find out uh, how that works. Please, can you subscribe to the podcast? Um, if you write us an amusing five-star review, uh, we will undoubtedly read it out and name check you on the podcast. Oh, hold up. Really? That sounds dangerous. No, yeah, no, no. Don't write but it's a an review, amusing five-star review. This sounds like a terrible idea. Simon is still smarting, and I'll take the, tell you this quick anecdote, which I told him the other day, that we um, release our some of our interviews or snippets of interviews in all sorts of platforms. Uh, we had an interview with Paul Laidlaw, and two or three minutes of that was on TikTok, and had tens on of thousands top? TikTok. And it had tens of thousands of views. But one of the really, really top end uh, comments was um, from a youngster, I'm imagining, I don't know for sure, um, saying, that's three minutes of my life I'll never get back. And that was the review. How rude. <laughs> and when I was asked, have I taken that personally? I said, no, not at all. I think it was very funny. A very good review. Um, so, yeah, if you leave a five star review, uh, subscribe. Tell your friends, spread the word. Harry will tell me all about it. <laughs> Our listenership is growing <laughs> and we're keen uh, to spread the word about auctions and antiques and about the industry as a whole. We've got more exciting interviews coming up and we're going to have a couple of episodes with just the two of us rambling on as usual. So, Simon, say goodbye to the nice old listener. Goodbye, nice listener. Goodbye, nice listener.